Hello and welcome back to your favorite podcast in the world, the Walking Home Podcast, coming back from a three-week hiatus. And there may be a little echo in this. I don't know. We'll listen and post. I can hear the echo in my headphones, but I don't care because I'm doing this a way I've never done before or I've done in um, moments, instances, but never full-fledged podcasting before and that is recording off my handheld mic sitting down in my living room and talking to you guys live here today if you hear the echo does it make it (laughs) there's more echo there if you hear the echo does it make it better i just need to talk softer so that my voice doesn't carry throughout the whole house and just into this mic And we're back after a three-week hiatus. What happened? You may be asking, is Daniel okay? Did his cats kill him? Did AI take over his podcast? Who's posting on his stories for him? But I've seen Daniel in person, and he's live and well. Why hasn't he posted a podcast? You may be asking yourself. And the question, my friends, is very short and sweet, and it is, Life. Life happens. Here's the thing I've realized through um, trying to record and make a podcast as um, I see my idols and peers record podcasts um, in the way of in, in the fact that they uh, are comedians and famous and um, have time and do not have um, nine to five jobs, which is great and all and what is obviously ultimately my goal but that is not my um in my cards right now to have that time to record podcasts so i would like to first blame the um three-week hiatus on work most importantly and secondly it was my birthday on um the tuesday before you're hearing this um may 16th was my birthday, so um, that happened. And along with that, my lovely girlfriend, Emily, got me a Nintendo Switch. So the gamer boy in me came out. I've been playing a lot of Mario Kart, and when I get Minecraft on that, who knows if the podcast is going to last. But I'm here today forcing myself to engage with you loyal few that um, support this and to most importantly put out a log there because that's all that um, the podcast is really at this point is a log of my life my life experiences who I was hanging out with at the time what they were into and what we could come up with so other than that a bunch of nine to five talk that I should never ever have to bore you guys with about why my work was so busy what I do for work and all of this mumbo jumbo that you guys the listener just don't need to care about okay and it is my job to protect what you guys care about and so I will not bore you with that but we'll also let you know work has been a bitch lately okay and um 
If any of you know what I do, then that's fine. That is what it is. Margarita break. Um, but yeah, mostly it's been just my life and um, work and just dealing with that and not being able to podcast because I get too lazy. I'm, I am uh, naturally lazy and um, I try to fight that in every way I think. Laziness is my form of expressing my uh, expressing my um, depression or um, sadness or anything else guilt that is going on in my life. Um, laziness is definitely my go-to um, to address that, which is bad. I, 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 if I had it in me to replace that trait for. Um, productivity I would gladly do so in an instant and this is something that's been coming up to me in um other things I've been doing and it's that like someone comes up to you oh why why even why do I try to hide things from y'all um so I'm in a uh adult softball league occasionally and I'm running to the base and I'm just a, a millisecond a uh, half a second short from like being safe at the back, right? And I go into the dugout, and um, some lady is like, Ooh, "You need to work on your speed. You just need to be that much faster." I'm like, "Well, no shit. If I if I wanted to be that much faster, or if I wanted to do something on time when I wanted to, I would fucking do it. Okay? I would be that much." faster if I had it fucking in me to go that fast but you just need to know that I'm going as fast as I fucking can okay that goes so bad in this I don't know if y'all are gonna be able to hear it whatever but that's the thing it's like everyone wants to say like oh you should have been just that much smarter you could have gone to college well no fucking shit I would have been that much smarter and gone to college if it was in me, it's just not in me. So, fuck those people. I don't even know what my point was because rethinking that just made me so mad that I don't even know what my point was. But people like to just criticize you and say, well, you should have done this. Well, I would have fucking done it if I could have fucking done it. I'm just yelling because I know that I can move the mic away. <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> the microwave. I'm just yelling because I know I can move the microphone away from my um, mouth and make it sound that much better. So, sorry for uh, all the yells and stuff. But, yeah, like people have this thing where they come up and tell you shit like that. And it's like, well, no shit. I would have fucking done that if I could have. And... It just it just irks me so much. I'm like, what? What in your mind thinks that I wouldn't fucking do the right thing if I could do the right thing? I'm getting mad. I need to calm down. The bottom line is, I can't record the podcast every day. I can't put a podcast on a consistent schedule because I just can't. I'm not. Rich and famous, this isn't paying my bills, even though it is on the top of my priorities and I've had terrible dreams of guilt of not doing this for three weeks. 
I can't drop everything I'm doing all at once. So, nonetheless, here we are today, recording the podcast, talking about some stuff. What is there even to talk about? I want to get back into my Nintendo Switch. Man, is this thing awesome. And it brings along another thing that is um part of my childhood. Part of all of this is my um, childhood trauma and um, my addiction to kind of reliving my childhood in the ways that I couldn't as a child. One of those ways was, uh, is playing video games. Another way is, um, you know, going to the park or doing some other childish shit like wearing Star Wars pajamas right now. I don't know what everyone's definitions of childish is obviously skewed and um, different from uh, your own. But um, in my form, it is the fact that as soon as I got Nintendo Switch, I could not wait to download Lego Star Wars on there. And as soon as I did so, I knew I would freaking no-life it and not do anything productive for myself. So here I am recording a podcast three weeks late that I could have recorded three weeks ago and got out to my fans, but I didn't. Because why? Because Lego Star Wars or Skywalker Saga, what a game. What a game. For me, growing up on the um, normal Lego Star Wars, um, first one I ever played was on my Xbox 360, and I learned how to be so good at it that um, I, I could beat it in a, in a day if I wanted to right now and um as soon as I learned how to unlock the cheats and what the cheats did I got even more addicted and would um beat them with all the cheats turned on and make myself a billionaire in um Lego Star Wars coin stud money and um I am still addicted to that to this day because why not because my childhood I did not have the money in my bank account that I have now, so I um, selfishly spend it all on me over and over again, doing the childish shit that I want to do, like having a cutout of the rock in my garage that isn't even displayed to the public, and whenever they come over to my house, they don't even know that I have a rock cutout, and it's freaking making me mad because I want more cutouts, but no one's ever going to see these cutouts because I have nowhere to put them. That's not my point. And why am I talking about things that aren't my point? My point is that this Nintendo Switch changed my life. It's such a console. What a console. Like, just to play on my... And I'm so behind the curve, too. I'm so behind the curve. I'm at least four, five years behind the curve, to be exact. And that is just absurd. I should have had a Switch the day it came out. It would have changed my life. And I would have never started a podcast in the first place. Because this thing is legendary, iconic, revolutionary. The, the best thing to grace the earth since Jesus Christ himself. And it is in my possession, in my house, on my TV, in my hands. And I'm addicted to it because I'm a little bitch kid boy reliving his childhood trauma. And I'm okay with that because I can admit it. I can admit it. 
the sound of ice cubes means I'm taking a margarita break. Another thing is, um, classically for people's birthdays, they all like to get shit-faced fucking drunk. And that has been what I've been doing lately. Do I like it? Do I want to keep doing it? No, I do not. But, again, the kid in me wins most of these battles. And I wish that little fucker would just shut up and um, take it for himself. Like, grow up. Be the man you need to be. Stop worrying about this childish shit. These childish fantasies that you're obsessed with. And get it out of your fucking mind. You can't just play Lego Star Wars for 13 hours a fucking day. Not that that's what I did. But I would if I could. Because it wouldn't. It's a great fucking game. Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga. 10 out of fucking 10. The Lego Star Wars we had to play as a kid is nothing in comparison to this. You have an open world map. I will, once I finish the game, I will be able to go wherever I want to, wherever I please. It will be like a GTA, but in um, Lego brick form. And I am beyond excited to finish the game for that reason specifically. Because I've waited long and tirelessly for a new Lego Star Wars. An upgraded Lego Star Wars. Something for the next gen consoles that I can play. Okay? And also, while discovering the Switch, I realized how much I love playing Mario Kart. And I love the Mario franchise. And how much I love doing nothing with my life. Which brings me to another point. That um, if you are a fan of the Walking Home podcast for more than a year, you um, may know that um, yearly on my uh, on my birthday, I do a large acid trip. Not large. I've <laughs> Previously, I have done rather large acid trips on my birthday. This year, I did a normal amount, um, to me at least, which is one hit of acid. Um, And it's been a while. I was a little nervous at first because it has been, um, believe it or not, for when people talk about me or um, think about the things I say, they have to at least... And at least in my head, they're like, this guy has done too much acid. He's probably doing acid every day and uh, just fucking off and shit. Well, first off, to those people, let me address you personally, all right? Brother, let Stone Cold tell you what, uh, how it is. You can't do acid every day. That is retarded. Do not say that. Don't, do not say, do you do acid every day? That makes no sense. That's not how it works. If I did acid every day, I would be dead. I I don't even know if I would be dead. It would just be pointless. Okay? I would end up doing uh, a copious amount of acid to where um, it just doesn't make sense. Okay? uh, My life would not make sense. All right? I would not have a job or a house or 
DVDs or uh, a Nintendo Switch. I would not have this shit if I was doing acid every day, okay? To my fake critic, you over there. Let's give him a name, Steve. And also, Steve, if I was such an acid head like you uh, assume that I am, why has it been almost three years since I've done acid? Hmm, Steve? Hmm? Why am I sounding so crazy, Steve? Yeah, so fuck you, Steve. It's been almost three years since I've done acid. And yeah, before I went in to do it this year, I was kind of fucking scared, okay? And also, I just realized that I said it's a yearly tradition, and now I'm saying I haven't done it in three years. So it's been a fucking hiatus in the tradition, too, Steve. I was scared. I was very scared to take the acid and swallow it and ingest it and um, deal with my thoughts. Little did I know it would be being in my favorite place, my favorite place to do acid Uh, on the shore of Lake Whitney. Um, Whatever it is about this temple that I go to to do it, it's just all around magical and just such a great experience and like just the energy there there's like there's like that that mana that mana is there like the the prana what what do they call it the the early morning energy the feeling of like being free and left open and all this great shit it's it's just so so beautiful to be down there and be experiencing those drugs and those thoughts and it's like it's just meant to be almost and um so when I go down there I don't know why I get worried about how it's gonna make me feel it it was an amazing time I had amazing thoughts ideas and um laughs and everything joy just stress lift off my shoulder but the main thing is that you realize you 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 think you're like what is reality it's like I, I gotta go back to reality and then you say that that is not reality that is not it the the reality that i have been assuming is reality this whole time has never been my reality. It is not the ethereal emotions and um, sensations that make me feel the way I do in my head and in my heart and in my in my soul. And it's just not fair to call this world right here a reality. And it is only fair to do that to yourself and enter that mind state and show yourself the pure reality because when you're in that mind state nothing else matters my friend nothing else matters and to some to some who are dare i say closed-minded the the it just won't make sense to to you for you to tell them nothing matters is like to tell them they're gonna die one day this it's like bursting a bubble that is like why was it there in the first place i mean come on you think this is it you think this is pure essence reality that we got to go to work nine to five every day and we got to work for a paycheck to have money to survive you think this is reality you think 
that is your world. You don't think there's anything else out there for you to believe in, for you to rely on. You think your job and your house and your possessions and your plastic and your bank account and your car and all this shit is your pure reality when really it's not. It is not at all. There's nothing there. There's no reality but love, happiness, devotion, things of that nature. Love and happiness and devotion. Love and happiness, it's required for you to have devotion in the first place. For you to be devoted to something, you have to love it. It has to make you happy. And if that is not your job, if that is not your car, if that is not your house, if that is not your girlfriend, if that's not your possessions, if that's not your plastic, your video game console, your cat, your fucking food that you're eating, then what is it, my friend? What is it? Ask yourself that. What is it? If that is your reality, then yeah, you, uh, your bubble will be burst one day, my friend. And if that takes for you to be on life support and your family to come in and say, we think it's time for him to leave. Fuck off, bro. Fuck all the way off. I'm so hype right now. I'm not even that drunk. I've only drank three beers, one margarita. Uh, some people, you may think I'm shit-faced. I'm not shit-faced right now. I'm extremely motivated off the idea that every time I take acid, it's like this pure reality sets in, and then you think you have to go back to some sort of reality that you have crafted in your head, and it's just not that. It's just not that. It's, that is not reality. You don't have to go back to that. You don't have to uh, accept the terms and conditions again. You don't have to agree to step back into that world. Instead, you live in your own world. You create your own reality. You say, this is my reality because I've seen it that way, my friend. And if that reality does not line up with yours, then I don't know if I need to be talking to you right now. I don't know if you're taking me to the next step. I don't know if you're taking me closer to the reality that I believe because you do not agree with that and you're going to be against that. No matter what I say, you can't change the people like that. But if you can make someone believe that this is not reality, this table I touch is not reality, these records, I will smash over my knee right now because they're not reality. These games, I will smash. This TV, I will smash. I will destroy everything because this is not pure reality. And whatever it takes for me to display that to you, I will do. The essence of pure reality, my friend, is what you love and what you devote yourself to. And what you love will also manifest around you. So I'm not saying that these records I do not love, these DVDs I do not love, this TV I do not love. I'm simply saying that because I love records, because I love DVDs, because I love TV, I have manifested my living reality, my body meat reality to bring me 
such things. And is that wrong if it comes to your car, to your job, to your house? If that is what you love, then no, it's not wrong that you've manifested that into your life. But can we talk about manifesting some more real stuff into our lives like peace and equity and um, everything that these people need? Uh, food for everyone, help for single mothers, help for mentally ill people. Can we not manifest these things that we want to love? Can we not think about the things that we really need to love? And I'm not, while I'm not pointing my finger at anybody, I'm simply calling us all out, myself included. Like, is, can we not love the things that need to be loved? Because all the world needs now is love, sweet love, my friends. And that is a Daniel Johnson song. Because it's the one thing that there's just too little of. And if you cannot understand that, then why, 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 why exist? Why exist? Why exist? If you will not love the things that your future society needs to love, then why are we existing? I don't know. I don't know. I got really hot and heated there, and I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry that I came off like that. It's just that um, the revelation was there, and when I was thinking of pure reality, while I was tripping ass and I, I I knew this is not it. This is all just a dream, my friends. Uh the the key I've heard is to um they they say first this goes back to lucid dreaming. If they say if you want a lucid dream, just always ask yourself, Oh, is this a dream? And then touch a table and say, Oh, this isn't a dream. Oh, look at the table I'm judging. But the real thing is to say, this is all a dream. I'm always dreaming, my friend. I'm always dreaming. What is, and, and when you think of it in that point, then what is the difference between what you see in your dreams and what you see in reality, quote unquote? What is the difference other than the fact that you're, you think you're sleeping when you go into that dream? You think it's something special that's happening to you. Is existing not a, a is becoming a sperm cell and, and fermenting an egg and growing in a womb and coming out to live? Is that not something crazy? Is that not dream like uh, activities that happen? Is that not just the craziest thing to wrap your head around? How is it easier for you to wrap your head around you fucking running around with Shaggy and Scooby and the mystery machine and just fucking thinking that that's a dream, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's normal because it's a fucking dream. But when you think of that, you say, what? How does that happen? It doesn't make sense. It's because it's a dream. It's a dream. How do I, how do you manifest this stuff into your life? How do you think of someone and they show up the next day? It's all because it's a dream, my friends. It's a dream and it's a tangled dream. And it's tangled because we're all caught up in the same dream here. Alright? We're all dreaming. Let's call let's change the word dreaming for manifestation. 
We're all manifesting this one thing. And that is the pure reality that we see. We all think that at some point the, the world's consciousness turned to we have to have these jobs. Because the government has this money. And if the government gives you that money, where for these corporations, these people who have the money, if they give you that money, you can be free. And that's the dream we're always selling is freedom. That is the same dream written in every single one of the 10 Bill of Rights. That is why people think that taking their guns away is going to harm their freedom. Because that's the dream. That's the American dream is pure freedom. So these people think they're getting sold freedom because they have these jobs and this money that makes them free. But they're never free, my friends. They're never free. And that's just how it's supposed to go. And what, there wouldn't even be a world for us. There would be a world. What am I saying? What am I saying? Without money, there would still be a world, my friends. That's what I'm trying to say. And it, just the fact that they got us all wrapped around their finger, honey dicking us with this dream of being a millionaire when you can have twice as much as a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire could ever have by just living your own life with no money and no job and no entanglements and no uh, society telling you what's right and what's wrong. Go live in the woods, my friend. Go live by the lake. Go be free. Free yourself. Free yourself. The money won't do it for you. The better job will not do it for you. The better car will not free you. The better house will not free you. The hotter girlfriend will not free you. You could only free yourself, my friend. And you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow, you can do it the next day, you can do it in a month, in a year, in two years, in a decade, in a millennium, you can do it. Because you also will not ever stop reincarnating because it is the dream to be human. It is the dream to go through these struggles. And if you are only in the God realm, you cannot experience the struggles and the tribulations and all the the little things that we take for granted as humans, you will not experience it once you're gone, my friend. You will not experience it once you're gone. And that is what brings you back. Because when you leave, you miss it so much that you're saying, I'm willing to shoot the dice and take the gamble of whatever life can give me. I will be the sixth child in a trailer home and I will go through school and I will try to do everything I can to make my life better and I will do it happily because this is what I wanted. This is the dream I wanted to live. I wanted to feel how it feels to be sad, to be in pain, to be suffering. I wanted to feel it. And that will always bring you back. And if if the, it's almost like even coming into that situation, you feel easier because it's like easier to accept that this isn't reality. Like I shouldn't be the sixth child in a mobile home that only fits five people. I shouldn't be that. And it, you accept it earlier. You say this can't be reality. 
is this God out there? Is this God out there? Because why would he want me to struggle? What is this all-knowing, all-loving God that they're telling me about at the Presbyterian fucking church? Because this God doesn't believe in disaster, doesn't believe in death, doesn't believe in the shit that's going to happen to you. They don't believe in that. They don't, the internal life in heaven? There's this show called The Good Place. And I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Let's just say this fact, though. They end up living in this form of heaven that is everything that is pictured in this Christian picture-perfect painting of what heaven is. You can get anything you want, snap your fingers, it's fucking there. Only the good people live there. Whatever, right? And you know what happens to these characters? They get bored and they get tired and they they wear out. They grow weary of having whatever they want. So what do they say? What's next? What's after heaven? What is what is this middle ground? It's just another form of purgatory that you're living in and they're just selling it to you again like this is happiness. It's just another form of reality trap to get trapped in thinking you're going to live in heaven. You're going to live in heaven? Is that what you want? Is is you want angels to come suckle at your feet and fucking feed you grapes? Is that what you want, you pig? Or do you want to fucking go out and challenge yourself and keep bettering the society of these people that are living I'm, no matter how much I think this is a dream, my friend, I'm living. I am here. I need this reality to be better for me, a better transition for me for when we all know is going to happen, what it's going to happen. I'm going to die. Like This reality needs to be training us to do that and to be okay with that and for what's going to happen next. And the only way for us to do that is to accept that, no, you won't be in heaven. You won't be in heaven, my friend. You won't go to hell. You will not. That, uh, those don't exist. Heaven and hell? Why, why would we be separated like that? Why is there a judge to, to judge us like that? And my cat is named Osiris, okay? My cat is named Osiris, the king of the underworld, the judger of where your soul goes. And why would we believe that? You want to really believe that you're going to rot in hell if you smoke a little weed, my friend? If you do sex before marriage? If you get a tattoo? If you drink alcohol? If you get drunk? If you get a piercing? If you curse? You want to be in hell? Is that, what, is that the reality you want to live in? My reality doesn't stop. It can stop if you want it to. But it doesn't stop. I know that I'm going to be here again. And I know that what I leave behind right now when I am conscious enough to do so is what matters. And that is reality, my friend. Knowing that you'll be back here and you want to make this place better for the next time you come around. What, what about that does not make sense? What about that cannot make sense to you? You will be maggot food. You will be energy one day. 
You will be something else other than this one day. And whatever you do today will change how you experience that next part of your life. And that is reality. Realize that. Wow. I don't know if it's the echo in this place or the margarita or the beers, but I feel like a pastor right now. All right, my friends. And it's been three weeks since I got on here to tell you anything. And if I'm here to tell you something right now, it's that that is reality. And you can be the only one to change that in your perspective today. And everyone here at the Walking Home Podcast encourages you, inspires you, wants you to do that, and will be here for you for for anything you need to make that happen. Us here at the Walking Home Podcast are fitting those needs. And if you want to accept it or not, so be it. All I pray is that you realize one day what pure reality is. And that prayer will be answered, my friend. I do not have to pray hard on that. Is saying my friend making it sound weird? Because it's just what's coming to me. Okay? So I guess, of course, my bottom line is I just want every single one of you to know that um, I love you. If you're listening, you're a great person. If you made it this far, you're an even better person. And um, the fact that I'm ever able to um, even say this stuff and not sound so psychotic and um, lunis, lunar, lunic, lunacious, is that a word? Lunic, manic, something. I don't sound crazy when I say this stuff because I know that the people that are still listening, sticking along with me, they know. They know that this is not reality. They know the true essence of reality and just the fact that it's love. Pure love and devotion. Devotion is important. So I'll leave on this one note of this um, post that was made on Ram Dass' Instagram profile. And it is that. The story of Hanuman. What makes Hanuman so powerful and such a great story and it's that through the fact of devotion Hanuman has devoted his life to the queen the goddess of um, Krishna whoever it is Rama is yes so Krishna um, Krishna's lover Rama he has devoted his life to Rama and taken her him taking her to meet Krishna, or if I'm getting it confused, I'm sorry if anybody knows better. But through doing this pure devotion, um, the god Rama or Krishna has given him these powers, these godlike powers that um, normal people or Hanuman's monkey, (laughs) these normal beings cannot harness this power of God because their devotion is not there. But when you devote your life to God and the spirit of God, he gives you, he, she gives you the, the spirit will give you the powers you need to do so. 
And that is all you need, my friends, is devotion. Devote your life to the power of love and happiness, and you will receive the gift of God. Amen and hallelujah, my friends. That has been the Walking Home Podcast brought to you back from a three-week hiatus in the month of May for my birthday. And Osiris is here with me as a witness. And you guys are here with me as a witness. You have witnessed the power of God come through me and into this microphone and into your ears. And the last message he has for you is he, she. Why do I always say fucking he? God damn it. Do not gender God, my friends. Do not gender God. The last message God has for you is that they love you. It loves you. There's love there, okay? So I'll say it through me speaking for my God. We love you. You can do it. You're worth it. You're worthy. You are the highest form of creation, my friend, and you will prosper. And you will Tune in next week to the next episode of the Walking Home Podcast. Maybe with a maybe with a guest. Maybe not. Does the Walking Home Podcast deserve guests anymore? Who knows? All I know is that I have spoken my pure mind to you in a very freeing way, and I feel automatically a million times better that I have said everything I said, and I hope anybody gets anything from it so if you do keep supporting keep showing your love it truly keeps me going and most importantly love everyone everyone please love everyone thank you